0: All right, we continue the Dave Ellswick Show. Lance Hines, city councilman, uh, will be joining us here momentarily, uh, waiting for him to call in. And I, I just wanted to take a moment to, again, uh, thank uh, Monica Kelsey uh, for joining us uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. M- many of us in the pro-life movement march and 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 vote uh, to do great pro-life things, and and that's well and that's good. Uh, But it can't just stop there, folks. It really cannot stop just there. Uh, That unborn child that through your efforts, uh, you know, uh, as far as politically you've helped uh, save and things of that nature, you have to make sure, you have to make sure that uh, you know that there's still a, a a human life that's been born, and that human life is going to need help. And even before that human life is born, uh, the mothers many times are going to need help. They may need some place to, to stay. And maybe you've got an extra bedroom and, uh, you know, you live a fairly comfortable life. Uh, Maybe what you need to do is to offer a place for that young woman to stay until the time that she goes to the hospital and the child is going to be born. Uh, That's part of being, as far as I'm concerned, as being pro-life. I've got my own family that has taken up my extra bedroom for right now, but that's going to open up again. And I may be going back to doing that. I did that back in uh, in the 80s, early 90s. Uh, and I may go back to doing it again and giving a an unwed mother a place to stay, because I'm gonna tell you what people get weird about pregnancy, and it, and typically when we have those those uh, those moments, it's because we feel that shame has been cast upon us. You know, our son is going to father an and un, an un, uh uh, he's not going to marry the the woman that he's impregnated or whatever or we have a daughter who finds herself uh uh you know pregnant and i i'm going you know, look i've walked through that and i can tell you 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 feel you know you you feel bad about it uh you think that you've talked to your children enough that they know what sex does and what can happen but uh, things happen at times uh you know Keep your keep your faculties about you. Throwing your child out of the home is not the way to go about things. That's just not the way to do it. Uh, but there are parents that do that, and uh, we in the pro life movement have to be able to step up. We've got to be able to step up and help. Uh, and many ch- a chance a child having a child all right l- let's move on in our conversation i could spend the next half hour or so just talking about the pro-life movement and the great things that we've done uh, b- but i don't have the time right now i've got lance hines with me on the phone he is a city council member of here in little rock west side is that right lance
1: that's Craig, Ward five thanks dave for having me on this morning
0: well, I'm 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 glad that you are coming out. I'm I'm surprised that more city council members have not been speaking out about some of the things that are going on uh, here in this uh, in in the city. I mean, I've been talking about uh, the the governor, the governor, about the mayor, Mayor Scott, uh, for a while now. I mean, mm-hmm. when he came out and he talked about you know this tax increase that well, he's not talking about it now, but that he was talking about, that he wanted all this right. extra money so he could build, you know, parks and this and that and whatnot. You know, I, I just scratched my head uh, about what kind of, you know, vision this man had, because there's so many glaring problems in the city that need to be taken care of and now we we've we've got a problem that has really made itself manifest and and that's with the police department and the police chief i saw that another uh, member of the little rock police force is filing a, a lawsuit
1: against the police chief is that right yeah i saw yesterday another retaliation lawsuit from captain paxton i think so, uh, yeah, I think it's it's a constant drip that's turning into seems like a, a, a flow now uh, uh-huh. with everything that's going on. And, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll speak up for uh, for my fellow directors. Uh, Director Peck, uh, Director Adcock, and Director Weirich have all spoken up that they don't have confidence in our police chief. And I'm going to continue to beat that drum and hopefully uh, – I know we've probably got two or three other directors who who I know have spoken privately to the mayor that they think the chief needs to go and, and uh hopefully they'll start speaking out as well. So it's uh it's a serious situation. Uh when you have dysfunction at the top level of your police department, uh it it makes it very difficult to be effective. Uh, when your command structure is in shambles right now, and you got to understand that uh, command structure at the we've got we've got the chief, three assistant chiefs, and then you have your captain and if you 've noticed we've had two assistant chiefs and now two or three captains file lawsuits uh, for retaliation against the chief
0: right yeah, this is a serious situation because if the command structure uh doesn't trust the people within the command structure, how well will your department run? I mean, that's the question you got to ask, and that should be the question that the uh, the mayor is asking at this time, is it not?
1: Uh, well, you would seem to think that, but I, I think it's either ego or, uh, or the mayor's scared of what uh, the chief might say if he fires him, I think you know i've had huh. talked to folks that are outside that you know think think it's really just the mayor's ego that won't let him get rid of this chief and you know i'm on the other side of that i think that he's i think there is some ego involved but i think he's really uh, i think he's really scared of what the chief might say about why the chief was hired and and this everything that's going on right now goes back to the firing of uh, Officer Starks. That's the yep. root cause of all this. And, you know, the, the you'll see some that have tried to say that it's sour grapes because Chief Pink's and Chief Falk didn't get the job, but I can tell you that's not the case. Those two are, you know, 30-year-plus veterans of our department. They care for our department, and they, they're professionals, and just because they didn't get the job, that has nothing to do with this. None of this started until – uh, the civil service commission hearing, when uh, the command structure basically went against what the chief did in firing Officer Starks. Yeah,
0: so that brings up an interesting question, then, Lance. I mean, what? Uh, I mean, did, could the mayor also be afraid that to fire the police chief, the you know stuff starts coming out about how the starks firing went down and uh how they kept yeah. trying to keep him out of his job i mean it could become a real messy you know uh story that comes out that uh, shows that maybe you weren't doing the job that you were supposed to be doing
1: yeah no and i, and I think that's it. and and i think it'll it'll probably come out that the that uh the only reason that that Chief Humphreys was hired is he's the only one that answered the only question the mayor cared about, which is, who are you going to fire first? And we know that based on some testimony that that question was asked of at least one of the candidates for the job. And I imagine it's probably was asked by all of them. And the honest answer to that is I can't tell you if I would fire Officer Starks because I haven't seen the investigative file because at the time that that investigative file had not been completed.
0: Yeah, but the the key of that is is that everybody that was involved in there were so many people involved in that who said yeah he did he did some stuff that we didn't want him to do but it wasn't fireable that's he should never have lost his yeah. job he should have stayed where he was but this this uh, this mayor cast himself with a guy that was hijacking cars and stuff that I still don't understand.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the. Uh the, the guy in question had a gun in the car. Yeah. Uh, the, his passenger <laughs> exits the car in the video and says, he's got a gun, he's got a gun. Uh, I, I think, uh, and she, she knew of, of, of what his intent was uh, uh, based on his action. You know, I think she feared that something bad was going to happen too. But, uh, you know, I think it, it's just a, a case of uh, – I don't know if the mayor was scared of, you know, what we've seen happen in Minneapolis right now and and Ferguson. Uh, but you know, you never make decisions based out of fear. You make decisions Uh based on what the right decision is. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think, I think the general public, every one of those situations is different and you're dealing with somebody that was in a stolen car and did not have a sterling reputation and, uh, as we've seen from the video, would not exit the car, would not, file, you know, would not comply with a lawful order. And I think at the end of the day, that's it. I think, I think the majority of us uh, law-abiding citizens, if we get into a situation with a police officer, we're, gonna, we're going to abide by that. And I, I think that's the thing that gets missed in all of this is that when you're having an interaction with the, with the police officer, And my father always taught me, yes, sir, no, sir, you do exactly what the police officer asks you to do and everything will be fine. But we've got a generation now that's been taught. You don't have to comply with law enforcement orders that law, law enforcement are bad people. And, uh, you know, they, they totally ignore the fact that in most cases, if you just comply with what the officer's asking you to do, you're not going to have a bad outcome. It's, it's when you have failure to comply that a lot of this stuff happens.
0: And I would agree. Lance Hines is my guest, 5th uh, District uh, uh, member of the City Council. We're going to continue our conversation after a break. i got to do another break for your traffic and weather. Let's get that done, and then when we come back, how is this going to all reflect and splash back on the mayor? Let's talk about that as we continue this discussion on the Dave Elswick Show. Traffic and weather right now on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Hey, don't forget, today is the last day in our campaign to save the children. Uh, Save the Children is concentrating their efforts here in the United States to give children the nutrition they need daily. You know, many children have relied on schools for the only nutrition that they get during the day, breakfast and, and lunch. Then they go home and have to survive the night until they go back to school for another meal. Uh, We're talking about children in rural parts of Arkansas, and Save the Children is stepping in to provide these children with not only breakfast and lunch, but dinner as well. Today is the final day of the campaign, and for today only, you make a gift to Save the Children. It's increased tenfold. That's right. You call the special toll-free number. I'm going to give you in just a second and uh, what they'll do is take your donation and plus it times 10. Uh you know, it's simple math. You give $25, it becomes 250. Uh $50 would be 500, $100 becomes 1000. Won't you give today knowing that every dollar you give becomes $10? Here's the number you got to call. 1-800-520-2649 one 800 or click on our banner here on our station website, 1011 fmtheanswercom and uh, click on the banner. It says Save the Children, and you can give there as well. Uh, this plus $10, all right, or times 10 uh, is over at midnight. So make your money speak loud, all right? Eight hundred five two zero two six four nine. All right, that's for Save the Children. Lance Hines, our guest. We're going to finish up our conversation with him. He's the Ward Five uh, City Council member. Uh, he's on the west side of, uh, of Little Rock. And uh, Lance, uh, this whole thing that's going down with the police chief. When you know? When does the uh, very very real thing that we know that the force itself does not have a lot of faith in this guy, start washing over into the uh, the mayor's office.
1: Well, I mean, I, I made it real clear in an interview with Channel 4 yesterday that, uh, you know, before uh, when the city manager did the hiring, uh, it only took six or seven of us going to the city manager saying, you know, the chief is, <laughs> needs to go, and it got taken care of. I can tell you that every uh, there's a majority of the city directors that have have been whispering in Mayor Scott's ear that this police chief needs to go for several weeks now, and that's why some of us have gone public is because the mayor is not listening to us. And right now, let let me stop you for a second. It only falls to the mayor.
0: Yeah, what's the mayor saying back to you? Does he does he even realize there's a problem here?
1: Well, oh yeah, no, but the the mayor is, is trying to look at, at uh at uh point the finger in other directions. Uh his comments to me are, you know, there there's a lot of people with dirty hands in this situation. That's why you know, the, the internal investigation you want to do is not into the police chief, it's into the whole police department. Well, we we've already got Kalia certification and the DOJ's already taken a look at us and, and we're good. Um what the mayor's trying to do, I think, is he's he's going to try to take out every officer he can that that's on the other side of this issue, and and he has doubled and tripled down with this this police chief, and and I think it's because there, there's no firewall between him and the police chief. He took over the police department, the fire department, public works, finance, and HR, and there's an HR investigation going into sexual harassment claims against the chief right now that I've heard, I'm waiting to see the letter that was sent to the FOP representative that basically said, we're not going to interview any more witnesses that you told us about because we think they're going to say the same thing, and, and we're, we're closing this investigation into sexual harassment. And so I can't believe an HR professional would send that kind of letter out. You would never do that in the private sector. That That's begging for an EEOC uh, lawsuit against the city for failure to, to – uh, provide you know a hospital you know that that goes to terms of not protecting people against the hostile workplace yeah yeah I, th- I think ultimately the public's gonna have to start voicing their opinion down at city hall on what they think because i'm hearing it from all my constituents uh, i'm hearing it from family members of police officers i'm hearing from police officers privately that none of them want to want to step out and be public because they've already seen what's happened to other officers who've gone against the chief. And, uh, you know, they've all been retaliated against from what I hear.
0: Yeah, well, that's a good question. If uh, he's retaliating against his fellow brothers and sisters in blue, how would he retaliate against a citizen?
1: Right. Well, uh, you know, the the good news is the chief's not out patrolling the streets. And uh, based on what you're seeing from the FOP now, one of the other things that's happened is the BPOA and judge Mer- uh, retired judge Marion Humphrey are trying to say this is racial, but I don't know how you do it when the majority of the plaintiffs are African American. Yeah uh, what they're trying to do is because the FOP's gotten involved, they're trying you know there's some that view the FOP as a racist organization. Wow. and uh, they're, they're trying to because that, that's the only card they've got left to play. They, they can't they can't base anything on the facts. They've basically got to play the race card in order to try to throw shade in another direction so you're not looking directly at the police chief and and there's there 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 is no racism involved in this you've just got a police chief who's who probably shouldn't have been hired and uh a mayor who won't who won't you know he wants to tell you he's the c e o and be a big man on campus and and do the hiring but but he won't make the difficult decision of admitting he probably made a mistake in hiring this guy. Uh-huh. And uh, and and get rid of him, and but we're going to. I'm going to continue to speak out publicly and go on radio shows like yours and, and keep the pressure turned up, and hopefully the general public will start uh, coming down and and doing citizen communication and say that they've lost faith in our police chief as well. All
0: right, we are. We've run out of time here in this half hour, Lance. Let's uh, keep in touch. Uh, Anything new starts popping up about this, you give me a call. We'll make sure there's a microphone available to you or to any of the uh, city uh, directors if they want to come on and, and talk about this we're more than happy to do that and we'll reach out to Good. the mayor and see if you'll like to come on and maybe talk about it as well thank you for your time we'll you have a that. great weekend brother yeah i know i've already you tried to day, have you on.
1: Great.
0: <laughs> all right we'll talk to you later we appreciate it all right last hines here on the dave ellswick show uh starting to get uh, getting hot and when when it gets hot uh, you know you got to you got to do what you got to do as uh, as a mayor of the city if uh, your hierarchy in your police department is telling you you got some real problems with your police chief, and maybe you even have bigger problems with uh, an Hr complaint that 's sitting out there and i 'll look into that as well. Uh, it uh, is going to get interesting to see what the mayor does all right so Dave Ellswick show when we come back i 'll continue talking a little bit about this Robert Steinbach and Chris Corbett are getting ready to come on. Uh, I'm sure they're listening right now because they tend to listen towards the end of, the, of a segment to see if there's anything that a, a cover will want to cover going into when they come on. So we'll see what they have to say. So Dave Ellswick Show. It's a Friday. Isn't it great? It's a Friday. And the first hour is done. Second hour coming up. Robert Steinbeck and Chris Corbett here on the Dave Ellswick Show.